Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today we have the Interim Executive Director of Runway Green Education Collective, who's Jeffrey Ream. Runway Green Education Collective is a nonprofit in partnership with the National Park Service, developing a seven-acre experiential education campus at Floyd Bennett Field. Floyd Bennett Field was the site of New York City's first municipal airport along the shores of Jamaica Bay. For the last 50 years, these 1,300 acres of ecologically rich National Park Service land have gone mostly unused. To put it in perspective, Floyd Bennett Field is more than twice the combined size of Brooklyn Navy Yard, Governor's Island, and Industry City. Runway Green will support 50,000 students in grades K-12 through from hundreds of New York City public schools each year with world-class resources and opportunities to learn skills and mindsets focused on sustainability, to solve real-world problems, and to earn job credentials in the careers of the future. Campus facilities and programs will empower students and community members to build pathways to green jobs and develop solutions to climate change, food injustice, and systematic racism. So great to have you, Jeffrey. Thanks so much for being here to share a little bit about this project. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about the Runway Green Educational Collective. I'd love for you to just share a little background and and really, you know, its mission. Sure. So Runway Green is a nonprofit organization that is building a seven-acre experiential learning campus that will be located, as as you framed so well, on over a thousand acres of land in the middle of Brooklyn, which is just an astounding number every time I say it. Runway Green will sublease portions of that education campus to really exceptional nonprofit education partners, organizations like Campaign Against Hunger, New York Sunworks, Solar One, Billion Oyster Project, New York City Outward Bound Schools, really, you know, wonderful nonprofits working across New York City who are already serving tens of thousands of students and will be able to serve tens of thousands of students more, you know, on this world-class campus, where, as you said, they'll be able to, to develop those skills and mindsets around sustainability. They'll also be able to earn badges and credentials specifically in careers of the future in the green economy. So we're really excited about it. And what would the timeline look like? The first parts of the campus we imagine coming online in 2026, and that will actually be a high school that will be located on the campus. And then other portions of the campus will come on through 2028. So we touched a little bit about Floyd Benefield. It's been in the news for other reasons lately, but I think there's a lot of people that just don't know about it. It's certainly a destination versus, you know, a place people pass by. So maybe you could give a little bit more in terms of the history of the space and really why it was selected for this campus. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the best kept secret maybe anywhere in New York City, 1,300 acres of land, you know, that was New York City's first municipal airport with essentially nothing on it. And I guess more than that, you know, Floyd Bennett Field is part of what's called Gateway National Recreation Area. And again, this first municipal airport that was actually one of the busiest airports in the world during World War II and the Navy would, was using it. And it now sits empty on the shores of Jamaica Bay. Jamaica Bay is this incredibly ecologically rich area in our region, you know, a place where you can see you know, amazing flora and fauna. You know, you can see whales in Jamaica Bay sometimes if you catch it at the right time. And it's a really wonderful piece of land, I think, with a really rich history, you know, an area that's bigger than Central Park, where you might not see more than a dozen people there on any given day. And an area I think that we're just so excited to be able to bring more people to. 
especially New York City school kids, right? Who often, I think, don't have, you know, opportunity and access to nature and to be able to bring them to a place where, you know, if you got dropped on Floyd Bennett Field, you really might not know where you are at first. You certainly wouldn't believe that you're in the middle of New York City. And to be able to attend school on a world-class campus or to visit that campus, you know, to engage in these different experiences, I think it'll be like nothing else that exists in our city. And I think will be a, a really unique education option anywhere in the country. So this is definitely a big picture project. I mean, who was involved in this vision? Well, you know, it's got a great origin story. The idea was really born and incubated as at a school, Launch Expeditionary Learning Charter School, which I was a, a co-founder of really at the height of the pandemic, we were familiar with Floyd Bennett Field. And, you know, at a time when I think everybody was really struggling with what does school mean, and really Mm -hmm. kind of reconstructing that idea in their minds at the height of the pandemic, when, you know, we were virtual for so much of that, we brought our community together with this crazy idea of what if we built a school at Floyd Bennett Field? We actually formed what was called a community advisory committee. We brought students and families and staff members and community members together. And we brainstormed this really big idea that went from let's build a school to let's build a campus. And we brought in a couple of architecture firms that helped us to do that imagining. And it grew into what is the kind of the idea that we see before us today with Runway Green, an education campus that that can serve up to 50,000 kids really with an eye towards, I think, authentic and rigorous real-world problem-solving on a world-class campus for kids who often don't have access and opportunity to those kinds of world-class learning environments. Where was the charter school that you founded? It's currently located in Crown Heights Middle School, serving about 300 kids in, in right. grades 6 through 8. And, and those kids will be lucky enough, actually, to attend high school on the campus. You know, lots of other schools will be able to access it. You know, that high school and those students attending that school will get to be there every single day, you know, which I think is a, a really exciting experience for them, especially since they they really got to kind of birth this idea, you know, kind of guided along from the very start. Well, that's great to hear how it was started. Talk a little bit about it sounds like the high school is that first step. How do you see the high school program being integrated into the rest of that space, the campus? Yeah. So, you know, the kids who are attending the high school will be able to access the campus in a lot of the same ways that any public school student will be able to access it. So these wonderful organizations that will be housed on the campus, the Campaign Against Hunger, which is just, you know, an incredible food pantry and food justice advocate in New York City, they're going to run a three acre farm. And on that three acre farm, they're going to be supporting students in learning skills of sustainable agriculture. If you're a student coming from a public school, you'll be able to come and participate in programming, you know, that the campaign against hunger is running. If you're a student at the high school, you'll be able to participate in that program. I think the main difference is that high school kids will sort of have daily access and the kids at the high school are actually going to be able to help to run portions of the campus. So I think a really exciting and authentic learning experience. What are some of the other educational nonprofits that that you're going to be working with? Yeah. So New York Sunworks, you know, which is working in hundreds of schools across the city right now, New York Sunworks builds hydroponic farming labs Mm. in classrooms in New York City and has built an entire curriculum, you know, related to those hydroponic farms and teaching kids those skills. They have a credentialing program that supports students in moving into 
what's called the the environmentally controlled agriculture space. And so they're going to help to build out a world-class greenhouse that kids will be able to have access to mm-hmm. and participate in a credentialing program there. Solar One does incredible work in schools across the city and in, you know, workforce development programs, preparing people to go into the solar industry, you know, focusing on smart grid power, you know, kind of all the, the future ways in which we're going to power our city and our world. Billion Oyster Project, wonderful organization dedicated to repopulating a billion oysters back into New York Harbor. They run, you know, really wonderful CTE programs already, especially out of the Harbor School. And so students who are able to focus on marine biology and marine advocacy programs, you know, in outdoor classrooms, sitting right on the water, right, and being able to do that, that work in New York Harbor and in Jamaica Bay. New York City Outward Bound Schools, longtime partner of the high school that will be there, will be able to run a low ropes course and high ropes course and adventure center that will really teach kids, you know, about collaboration and teamwork and these really important 21st century skills. We also have an arts program, a Saseya Cultural Arts Foundation, which focuses on music and dance of the African diaspora, will help to run a public amphitheater and do some arts programming. So it's really an incredible group of nonprofit partners. And, you know, I think excitingly, you know, on this amount of space with the ability to attract, you know, other world-class partners to bring programming to the campus and, and beyond. Love it. You know, one of the things I don't want to take for granted, Jeffrey, maybe you could explain it just briefly for the listeners, is the difference between a public school and a charter school. Maybe you could just give a real brief, you know, synopsis. I don't want to take for granted. A lot of people get confused and don't know what the difference is. Of course. Yeah. So district public schools and charter public schools are both public schools and that anybody can sign up and anybody can go and both are publicly funded. But charter schools have greater autonomy with how they operate. And so much more choice in terms of things like curriculum and staffing, you know, and in exchange for that greater autonomy, have to get the charter that they receive renewed every five years and have to hit student certain student achievement benchmarks to be able to get that renewal. So, you know, I think important, there are lots of different kinds of district public schools. There are a lot of different kinds of charter schools. We are part of a network of schools called New York City Outward Bound Schools. That's actually a network of 14 schools, all of which are district public schools and one charter school, which happens to be ours. So, you know, I think the perspective that we take is, you know, whether you're district or charter or any other model, it's really about, you know, how do you engage with kids in really authentic and powerful ways? Yeah, no, that's terrific. Thank you for clarifying that and explaining it so easily. I think one of the things that you had mentioned was funding. So obviously, this is, you know, big picture. This is a big vision. And my question is, how's it being funded? And, you know, is there government support behind it? There is government support. It is a big goal. It's a big project. And, you know, I don't want to undersell that. I really Mm -hmm. believe that this is one of the most exciting education projects in the country. I think it can be transformative for, you know, New York City public schools with the number of students that can be served on on an annual basis. It's a $65 million initial project for this campus. We do have some great government support. Very lucky to receive $2 million from Senator Schumer earlier this year. Councilmember Narcisse, who who represents the district, uh, has been a wonderful supporter. And New York City is also supporting as well. And so we've raised in total about $5 million in public funding. 
We also are raising private funds, foundation dollars. You know, we really want everybody to be a part of creating what we think can be a real legacy project for public school students in New York City. How is it typically broken out for charter schools? Is there a typical ratio in terms of, you know, fundraising versus, you know, funding from the government or it just varies from school to school? That's a big range. You know, I can speak to the the one charter school that will be part of this project, right, along with all of those hundreds of district schools, you know, is a, a school that had never before this project raised, you know, even $100,000 towards, you know, its annual goals. And so it's very different from some of the larger networks, you know, who have kind of real fundraising offices and capacity And I think charter schools, and I will say district schools, there are district schools across New York City that have parent associations that raise large amounts of money and on an annual basis and schools that don't, you know, I think that's mirrored in the charter space as well. Have there been certain corporations that get behind supporting them, whether it's foundations or whether it's been a mission? Well, for this project and this campus, I think we've got a number of different businesses, corporations, industry partners who are interested in potentially supporting it. I think that makes a lot of sense for this project because, you know, at the center of it is really helping kids to be prepared to enter the workforce, to have career connected programming. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that is often really missing across the country in public school education and any education. And as, you know, careers are changing so rapidly, right? We have to be connecting kids with the skills that they'll actually need for those jobs and thinking about that really intentionally. And that means partnering with businesses, with industry, right, to be able to to make those authentic connections to ensure that kids really are prepared to go into those careers of the future. So, you know, knowing that fundraising, I'm sure, is a critical part to, to seeing this vision to fruition. How can the listeners learn more about Runway Green? Well, I appreciate you asking that, Josh, and we would love for people to visit our website, runwaygreen.org, and would love for you to subscribe there. would love for you to consider a donation. Any money that goes towards this is going towards a campus that can serve tens of thousands of public school students every year and really investing in how to prepare them to be leaders of the future, right? So often in our education system, students who are given the opportunity to engage with those careers and ideas of the future are, you know, the very few and the very privileged, right? This will be a world-class campus that would rival any campus that you could go to in the country, a boarding school, an independent school, whatever it might be, really, truly world-class facilities, totally open for public school students. 75% of students that go to public schools in New York City are economically disadvantaged. We need to create these opportunities for all students to get to equitable outcomes. And that's really at the heart of this project. Well, Jeffrey, listen, I'm glad that you're focused on education because there's not, you know, too many things that are more important than that in terms of educating our youth and, you know, best of luck with raising the money and and putting together all the pieces. And I look forward to hopefully uh, being there in that ribbon cutting in 26. Would love to have you there, Josh, and really appreciate you having us on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining the Schneps Connects podcast. To listen to any of our podcasts, visit podcast.schnepsmedia.com, or you can stream us on all major podcast networks.